Welcome to the New Day Community Church Sermon Podcast. We hope you're encouraged by this message from the Kalamazoo, Michigan campus. For more info on the church, visit newdaycommunity.org. Oh, praise God. Joyful and powerful morning in the presence of God. There is no better place to be but in his house and in his glorious presence. Thank you, Jesus, for bringing us together and making us grow into the statue of Christ and revealing more of your grace and glory. Praise God. We are so excited to see you again. want to thank you for your spiritual and financial support and helping us with our ministry to preach the gospel to the nations. But uh, I have a, a purpose in my heart to bless you, to strengthen you, the power of his love and grace. And uh, this is my second message this morning. And I want to give you uh, some new perspectives on the God's amazing love revealed by Jesus in a story in the, in, in the New Testament. Um, famous like the story of the Good Samaritan. And want to read from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 10. These are words of Jesus. From verse 30, Jesus says, Then Jesus answered and said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves who stripped him of his clothing, wounded him, and departed, leaving him half dead. Now by chance, a certain priest came down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. Likewise, a Levite, when he arrived at the place, came and looked and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion. So he went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. And he set him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. On the next day, when he departed, he took out two uh, denarii, gave them to the innkeeper, and said to him, Take care of him, and whatever more you spend, when I come again, I will repay you. And... Uh, Jesus is asking a question, so which of these three do you think was neighbor to him who fell among the thieves? And it's a very familiar, famous story, but God gave me some dramatic, you know, uh, insights uh, this morning. And I just want to share God's heart and his love with you. And I really believe he's going to strengthen uh, your inner man and your hope and faith in him. And uh, it's a beautiful story. Of course, every one of us knows very well that it is a beautiful representation uh, of the care and the saving power of our Savior, Jesus Christ, right? And the Bible starts like uh, uh, a certain man went out from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves. And it's a great representation of the sinner, Actually, this direction from Jerusalem to Jericho, you know, spiritually represent our departure from the presence and the glorious, you know, 
uh, uh, presence of God and the city of the living God. Usually, you know, like the Bible says, the first city, uh, the nation of Israel arrived on the entering of the promised land was Jericho, right? And they, uh, you know, they, they, they direction was from Egypt through Jericho to Jerusalem, where God has established his temple, his presence, uh, the city of David, who is a type and shadow of Christ. But what we see in this picture, uh, Jesus is not mentioning these uh, specific terminology and names by just by accident, okay? There is uh, a message behind it, and it represents our departure and our falling away from the grace and getting uh, short from the glory of God, and it represents the sinner who turned his back to God's glorious presence and left. And But, you know, the thieves, he fell among thieves, and Jesus is talking that the thief comes only on a purpose, to steal, to destroy, to kill, and it represents the devil. And the man was deceived in the garden and fell short from the glory of God and was totally robbed by all the privileges and became a slave. And Jesus is talking like this guy was wounded and thrown in the ditch half dead. Is that right? Half dead. You see, we look like, I mean, man looks like alive, but actually we're half dead because one part of our nature is dead towards God. I'm talking about the spiritual man. And we need that uh, to be reborn, to be born again and brought back and restored. And you see, think about this man, uh, totally helpless and, and thrown in the ditch and cannot do anything, you know, to restore and, and to recover. And then... The process, you know, Jesus is talking about a priest. Jesus is talking about a Levite coming to that place where these guys wa this guy was laying. But none of them was able or had pity on him to, to help him. And it's a beautiful representation that before Christ came, the law was given. The ceremonial and, 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 and the moral law was given. But unfortunately, the Bible says that because of the weakness in our flesh, it didn't work and it couldn't help. And it was just appointed uh, to, to bring us to Christ. Amen? So the first part of the Old Testament didn't work, definitely. But it was just a type and shadow that Jesus will come and he would fulfill all the demands of the law on our behalf and he's going to do, you know, something tremendous which no man ever was able to accomplish. And now the story goes like with details. Jesus is giving us details how he's taking care of us, the sinners, you know, totally helpless, half dead, you know, wounded and, and laying in the ditch. The law cannot help. The Levite and the, the whole system cannot do anything about us. Actually, the Bible says he went on the other side of the road. You see? And, and then the Samaritan. Why, why he is giving us this picture of a Samaritan uh, person, Samaritan man? Because at that time, these people were despised by, by the nation of Israel. They didn't want to, to have anything common with them. And you see, Jesus came like someone not dignified. He was despised from the very beginning of his life. If you remember, uh, you know, he was born in a place like Bethlehem, and there was nothing special in Bethlehem at that time. Just shepherds 
and shepherds were not that great in that time. You know, they were the lowest class of the society. But Jesus decided, you know, to, to, be, uh, to appear and, and to, to just to come in our human world in this uh, form of humiliation. And the first one to adore and the first one to bow down were not kings, but were shepherds. And he then, he, you know, he was raised in Nazareth, as you remember. And this one of the, the disciples, you know, he goes like, can someone, uh, uh, can uh, anything good come out of Nazareth? Like, I don't expect anything special and good to come out of this place. And you see, I can go on and on. And Jesus, uh, he, he had his image like, he wasn't that special in the for, found in the form of man. He was not like a celebrity, like, like, you know, Isaiah speaks about that image because he bore, he bore our weaknesses and our shame and he came and became like ordinary, like, like someone regular, you know, nothing special. He identified himself, I mean, with the lowest class. Praise God. And that, that's why he's representing, you know, his personality through the image of a Samaritan. Despised from the, the, the world, I mean. The world didn't pay any attention. The kings, you know, just despised him. Herod and, and Pilate, they, they couldn't see anything supernatural in him because blinded in the flesh. But you know, he possesses saving power and help which no one can give you. No one in this world. No system, nothing. And the Bible says, I like what the message Bible says. And when he came to the place where the guy was, and when he saw him, he had compassion. The message Bible says, his heart went out to him. And I love this expression. Because that's what Jesus did. That's that, that what God did in the face of Jesus for you. He came to your place, to your situation. He identified yourself with, himself with your experiences and with, with your situation. And his heart went out. And he fully identified his pity, his compassion, his, his love with, with your personal experience. And attached it to you. Woo, praise God. Thank you, Father. He's taking good care. So he went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. That's first aid. First aid. You see, when you come to church, when you come to the saving love, grace, and power to Jesus Christ, you receive something immediately. First aid. He is immediately taking care of your condition and he is changing whatever you feel whatever you experience he's taking away that old atmosphere and bringing times of refreshing from the face of the lord that's so precious now i saw something this morning never never seen before you know the bible talks about you know this guy was wounded and his wounds were like uh, bleeding and exposed to the sun, scorching sun and, and flies and bugs and whatever. He was laying totally helpless. And 
when she saw him, the Bible says he poured out, first of all, he poured out on his wounds oil and wine. Don't you think this is something uh, special? I mean, think about, first of all, wine. It disinfects, okay? Takes away, takes away the old influence of, uh, uh, you know, working that dirt, whatever the flies had left on your wounds, talking about the devil, the demons, the enemy, your old life, you know, whatever you suffered, being abused, being wounded, shame and guiltiness and all kinds of things like that. He comes and he pours out substance, a substance on you. And the, the, the wine always talks about the blood of Jesus. And you see, life is in the blood. It's a biblical terminology. Life is in the blood. Whatever you lack, whatever you, you're weak and missing and wounded is found in the blood of Jesus. You know, the, the cure, the relief, the restoration. Whatever is found in him, in his life, he's pouring out that substance with life abundant on your wounds, restoring them and disinfecting from the, the results of whatever the enemy has left on you. He's wiping it out and erasing that influence and stopping it right there in the ditch. No more of the devil. It is me now who is releasing new life and influence upon you. And no matter what the devil and the enemy has accomplished, uh, uh, with your life and your personality like destroying it on purpose. Now Jesus is coming and fully restoring you. But after the image you are born, you know, after the image of God. Do you remember this? That the Bible uh, says that uh, 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 God said in the beginning in the book of Genesis, let us create man after our image. It's so precious, so beautiful. Jesus showing a coin when he was, you know, they tried to, to put him in a hard place by uh, asking about paying taxes. And they said, should we pay taxes? And if he says no, he is in trouble. If he says yes, he is again in trouble because in one case he goes against the Roman Empire and the government. In the other case, he goes against his own nation. Okay? Because they've been oppressed by the Roman Empire. So he was in a tough place, but he's God and he always knows more than what we can suggest. And he goes, give me a coin. And they, they, they introduced the coin to him. And he asked, whose image is on the coin? And they said, it's the image of Caesar. And he said, okay, give them. What belongs to Caesar, give it to Caesar. And what belongs to God, give it to God. And it's an interesting thing. What, what, what does belong, belong to God? Okay. If we are made after his image, we carry the image of Christ and the image of God. So we belong to God. And we must be restored and brought back and presented to the one whom we belong. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. And you see, I love this story because... First of all, he was disinfecting and he was stopping this process. And once you're introduced to the faith and being born again, I'm telling you, God is done with your old life and everything, you know, the, the, like life and your situation and the enemy has accomplished. 
he is stopping that process and now he there is another new flow new flow of grace and love being poured out on you god is restoring you god is making you feel well and he wants that completeness soundness and wholeness to take possession of your whole personality and then oil then not only wine but but oil also and you know have you been ever wounded you know that when your wound heals it it gets like a shell like a hard covering and it's itching and and it can crack because it dries up and pouring out oil you know he's taking good care of these you know movements to be flexible without opening without destroying without bringing i mean christianity is a life of comfort it's not a life of pain and struggle that much on the inside we can face and experience and uh, things like this on the outside but on the inside we feel peace and comfort and joy always praise god because of the oil of gladness he is pouring out on our personal experiences and no matter no matter what we suffer and what we face there is always joy appointed to support you to 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 soften you know and to make you flexible to to operate in your christian life without suffering praise god and being destroyed but the interesting thing is those two substances this guy had them with him which is kind of interesting you know he had oil and he had wine and let me tell you anytime you need his help his grace and anytime you need a divine support from 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 the side of, of jesus you know he is rich with grace the bible says he is rich with love and compassion and mercy and he has he has that this fullness you know available to 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 pour out enough the bible doesn't say unfortunately the guy was lacking because last night he consumed it all no he is still available it's not consumed it's unending these are fathomless riches of Christ and every time he comes to you he has enough he has always enough to pour out and to take good care but you know what is special about those two no wine and no oil can be produced without without crushing the 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 the, the, the source of the fruit you cannot have wine without destroying the grapes amen there is no way to produce wine without first destroying the grapes you cannot have oil without crushing the fruit of the olives if you know the biblical picture they would gather the harvest of the olives and they would place them and and just dump them on a huge like stone plate you know uh, around not round but but flat stone and they would take another stone big and heavy and they would crush that stone you know upon the harvest and start you know moving it and 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 just uh uh be because of the friction and the heaviness of the stone it's fully destroying the 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 the, the olives the harvest and then this golden substance starts 
flowing out from yeah that that's the way they they used to produce oil and if you remember the biblical picture of making you know wine the, the grape juice from from the grapes they would put the the the, the so-called uh, grapes in the wine press and they they will step into that wine press and tread and it speaks about the personality the life and the body of jesus being crushed destroyed smashed and and tread on on our behalf so we may possess today this precious substance someone paid the price someone suffered so we may experience today these great benefits you know in the face of his grace and love and saving power we're saved by the blood and by the giving of the anointing of the holy spirit but the spirit was not given until jesus died and suffered on the cross and was pierced and out of his pierced side the bible says blood and water flew out and today you know we have boldness because he really he really paid the price and he became the source of these precious substances so we we may apply them we may apply wine and oil on every area which we need divine support but listen what i saw this morning really really touched my heart the bible talks about bandaging and it takes materials okay you cannot bandage by licking like the dog you know you need that to be covered it needs uh, a, a, a material to be applied on it okay it's a covering it is uh, hiding whatever was exposed to 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 the influence of the weather and and the scorching sun and the flies and the bugs and everything god is hiding this and covering and the the word the, the hebrew word for redemption if you know it means a covering he's fully paying the price in uh the face of his redemption and and also covering whatever we 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 were wounded by the enemy you know but i was thinking have you seen these movies you know old school old-fashioned way of bandaging like you find a person i've seen these uh, when i was young in the western movies you know uh, uh, like uh, they would find someone wounded you know and they would destroy a uh, like a shirt or cloth and they would use this material for bandaging and this morning god spoke to my heart that although he had this person had oil and wine he was not that much prepared i mean but he had pure and clean clothes and seeing these wounds he decided to cover them and bandage them so he took one of his garments pure and clean and tore it apart and fully destroyed it and used the material to bandage these wounds and i was like wow what an eye opener you know whatever you know the bible speaks about garments of praise the bible speaks about our righteousness the bible speaks about linen clothes of the the priests and like in the book of revelation it's very biblical i mean but you see uh jesus's appearance jesus's personality jesus's dignity 
and whatever he represented like a person in life was destroyed and fully distorted on the cross, fully torn apart, physically, spiritually talking. You know, the Bible tells that he became a curse on the cross so we might become what? A blessing and the blessing of Abraham to be given to us. So think about this. Jesus' image and Jesus' personality was torn apart and fully destroyed on the cross. In some way, Isaiah is talking that his image was distorted in such a way that he became uh, unrecognizable for like a person. And think about this, how this guy would take this pure, clean, maybe new and nice garment and on a purpose to help this helpless person laying in the ditch, he would violently tear apart the parts of this garment, you know, and using the pieces, you know, for bandaging one after another, every next wound, you know, just bandaged. And it speaks that everything the enemy has accomplished him, uh, you know, the, the death working in us and uh, being weak and weakened in the flesh, you know, God is bandaging with his righteousness because these clothes they speak about, the Bible talks about being clothed with Christ. You have put on Christ. Isaiah talks about God has given you garments of praise and worship and oil of gladness. Praise God. And you see, whatever is found in Christ Jesus, God is taking from him and applying on these areas, you were dead in your trespasses and wounded. And he is restoring you fully. And it's not exposed anymore. It is, you are hidden. You, 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 he hides you in his love. And he covers you. And he's taking good care of you. And no one, he's erasing this past, you know from your personality and he's giving you a new identity which comes from Christ and is found in Christ. Isn't that precious? Just think about it. He destroyed his son. He destroyed his son on the cross more than garments, no matter how precious they are. No ma you know, just think about it. It might be something for a special occasion. The guy had few uh, more garments, you know. He used to travel but maybe he, he kept them for a special occasion, but he destroyed them on a purpose to take good care and help this wretch. Whoo, praise God. But that's not the end. Once he held them, I, what I lo love about this story, he didn't leave them in the ditch. And that's, okay, that's all, my friend. You know, be well. Hope seeing you again, you know, and, and, and just departing. That's not your savior. That's not just, he will accompany your life till you fully recover. And the Bible talks when he helped him and gave him first aid, you know what? He took him out of that ditch. He, 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 he lifted him up and helped him. And the Bible says he put him on his own donkey, his own animal. And I was like, wow, that's precious. Think about this. You are helpless and this person is helping you and putting you on his own animal. Now he's accompanying you and you are sitting and resting and he walks on foot. He walks with you accompanying your journey 
but he walks in the dirt and on the dusty roads, you know, accompanying you, and you're resting, and you, 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 you're using his, his animal. And there's a suggestion. Usually they will put a load on the animal also. And if this guy had a load on the animal, you know, he would take off the load from the animal on a purpose to put that sick person or helpless person and he would walk on foot and, and carry that load. And it speaks that he is carrying our burdens. In his help and accompanying our personal lives, he is carrying burdens and he walks with us just making us feel comfortable, appreciated, valuable, and like rejoicing that this great God is ready to be involved in the smallest part of our lives and just paying personal attention in such a magnificent way. Thank you, Lord. He walks with you. You are not alone. No matter what you are facing, no matter what you go through, think about this. Jesus is beside you. Jesus is with you. Even David proclaimed in the Old Testament, even in the valley of the shadow of death, I won't be afraid because you are with me. How much more today when Paul proclaims that nothing shall separate us. Nothing shall separate us from the love of God. Not just from his presence, from the love of God. We are always there in the sphere of his love. We abide, we live, we exist in that glorious sphere of his grace and his love. Hallelujah. There is divine support. There is someone carrying you and helping you. And he has the full potential. He has the full potential to restore you no matter what your former life used to be. I'm talking not just physically, spiritually also, you know, being ignorant and all kind of things like that. Woo, praise God. What a story. And then the Bible talks that they, they came to a place. They came to a place. It was an inn. It was a shelter, a resting place. A place where people, after the long journey and the long day, they would come and loosen their sandals and would take off the load from their animals. And it's a place of rest, of restoration and refreshing. And that's where this good Samaritan took this wretched person, you know, and spend enough time, spend the night with him, sharing stories and asking questions and whatever. God is personal God. He likes to, to, to share your time. A place where all are welcomed and received. That's the end. All are welcomed and received. No matter who you are, what you are, you're welcome. You're welcome in his presence. Well, next day, he has a purpose, he has a journey, he, he has a place to go. And the guy is still not fully recovered, you know. But he know, you know what? The Bible says... He took out like two uh, denarius, like a, a sufficient price, 
sufficient amount of money for paying the, 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 the stay or the whole process of recovering and giving them to, to the owner of the inn. And like, okay, I'm paying for him. You know, you take good care of him. And then he goes like, on the way back, on the way back, when I come, you, if you have extra expenses, I will take care of that. Don't bother him. I promise. Two things are precious here. Jesus is coming back. Jesus is coming back. He hasn't forgotten us. He hasn't forgotten your nation and this world. Yes, he's beside the right side of the Father. He has nothing to do with sin and death anymore. But you know what? He has passion. He has passion for this world. He has not forgotten what's taking place amongst us in our small world. And he's coming back. But you know, he has paid a sufficient price. Amen? Sufficient price so we may continue recovering with boldness and courage, faith and hope. Like I, I was talking with a brother this morning. The Bible talks like uh, through Paul in, in the book of Corinthians. He goes like, but those three remain. Faith, hope and love. Remain after what? Remain after no matter what you see, what you face. You know what? They remain. This, this triple cord, not easily broken. There is always hope. There is always faith. There is always love. Which remain after your challenges, troubles and storms. And, and you know, whatever you face. Then there is something which is still there. God's love. And faith is there, and there is hope. And if there is hope, there is joyful expectation also. Jesus is returning. Jesus is coming back. But he has paid these two dinaries, or how you pronounce that. I'm not uh, sure about the pronunciation. But you know what? They speak about these 2,000 years. He has paid the price for the church and for his body to grow in him. And that we still have resources available to consume to to use to to grow to accomplish to uh, occupy till he comes and because this price is paid we are free of obligations because we know in the name of jesus we win in the name of the price he paid we win thank you lord he didn't left us like okay that's all and i i think it was sufficient so don't expect anything else bye bye no, he goes like, take this, take this and take good care. And even you, 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 whatever you need, you know, and some extra, hey, when I return, when I return, I will repay. And, you know, we are not alone. It's good to be in the end, you know, in that shelter. But, you know, there is someone beside us. Jesus is not here bodily, physically, but the, the, the comforter, the comforter. You know, there is a... A chain of, of, of uh, motels or hotel. It's ca called Comfort Inn. I was thinking about that. The comforter, you are abiding in the Comfort Inn with the comforter. And Jesus has paid all the price. And you are not alone. You are not left by yourself. And he's always beside you. Hey, how you feel this morning? Are you ready for your breakfast? You know, how about some eggs and bacon? You like it? Yes. Okay. Okay. But who will pay? Don't worry. Don't worry. This guy, you know, 
he, he, he took a good care of you. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. The Holy Spirit. Jesus said, I will not leave you alone. No matter what you face, you are not an orphan anymore. I will send the comforter. I'm so glad about that name, you know. He didn't say, I will send you someone. Well, who is he? The accuser, maybe? No. A name is given. And if he's the comforter, guess what? You expect comfort, restoration, divine help to work on your side. You are not left alone. Yes, we are still here. Yes, we are still kind of in a need. You know, but there is someone beside us to help, to encourage, to sustain. And the price is paid. And Jesus is coming back. And we are joyfully expecting his return because he has promised it. They praise God. Praise God. Amen. So you know what? No matter what you have found in and no matter what you're facing, and no matter what your future will bring forth, you know, there's someone beside you, and Jesus has paid it all, and you don't have to suffer all the consequences of your former lives and challenges and whatever destruction, you know, some of us has faced, you know. Jesus is taking good care of this. He wants you to forget about your past and to be fully consumed with the glorious future which is ahead. The glorious freedom of the redeemed ones. You know, the whole creation. The whole creation is eagerly waiting to enter into that, into that glorious freedom of the redeemed ones. Amen. Praise God. Let us pray this morning and let us uh, like grab more confidence and courage that the one who is with us will take good care. And my past is not, you know, that... that, that influential anymore doesn't matter what i have experienced but my future in the face of jesus christ with life the bible says death was victoriously swallowed up by life father we declare in the name of jesus that our former experiences and troubles and things like that uh, are gonna be victoriously swallowed up by the abundant life of your grace and love and we thank you for the substances of the oil and the wine which is so abundant being poured out on our bodies and soul and spirit and whatever we need for life and godliness we find it sufficiently in you lord thank you for bandaging destroying your own son oh heavenly father on a purpose that we may put on christ and be fully clothed and hidden the bible talks like your life is hidden in christ jesus god has hiding you in christ jesus and you're fully covered and the enemy cannot touch you anymore because of his own glory which is being poured out and surrounding you. Heavenly Father, thank you for encouraging the body of Christ and making us victoriously overcoming every challenge and every situation in our life. There is hope, there is glory, there is love, there is faith. And we declare that they are still present and available to support our personal lives. Amen. Praise God. Thank you so much. God bless you guys. Thank you for this great opportunity.